Is this a heart choice or a strategy choice? Both. You would make an excellent politician. Hello, and welcome to Are You To The One, the weekly Are You The One recap podcast. I'm Ben, the head. And I'm Nick, the heart. Each week, we'll break down the most recent episode, episodes of the hit MTV reality show, Are You The One, discussing everyone's favorite topics, romance, drama, gossip, sex, and of course, mathematics. Let's get into it. We're back. We're back, finally. Yeah, we were on vacation. We didn't tell anyone. Apologies. We are both at the beach. Two different beaches, but we're both at the beach. Same great state, New Jersey. Uh, Actually, I was in Connecticut. What? I thought you were in Jersey. Look, plans shift, Nick. (laughs) You didn't tell me that. I, uh, you're supposed to figure these things out. Either way. No initiative. I should have asked, but I didn't because I was sitting on the beach. That's true. In In Ocean City, New Jersey, America's favorite family resort. Okay. Um, stop plugging your weird, dry... It's very weird. Shower, ...shore town. <laughs> it's very weird, but this week's episode is brought to you by Ocean City, America's no, favorite no, family no, resort. No, 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 no. Either way, we're back. We're going to talk about anything that's happened in the greater Are You The One universe up till today. Sounds good. But we And we also have not one, but two guests calling in on the line. Yes. Hello. There they are. So we have hi. both Maya and Jonah. Maya, can you say hi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jonah. Hi. We share one last name, and then we each have another last name that's separate. <laughs> <laughs> that's so helpful um, for us yeah. to differentiate you, though. Yeah, there. If so, maybe some of you are listening at home are intuiting that uh, Maya and Jonah are friends of friends of ours, which is why we. Don't, I don't personally don't even know their last names. I don't, well, we have. I have it in the contact that was sent to me. But do you guys want to just wax poetic on? Who you are and your relationship to us and relationship to each other, other than having one of the same last names. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sure. Sure. Okay. I'm um, Maya Goldberg Safer. I'm from uh, California, but I live in Chicago. I know Charlie Kaplan in like five different ways, which I think is what happens. He's your friend from college. I know your friend from college, Charlie Kaplan. Because he went to liberal arts colleges. He's Jewish. And, like, <laughs> gets Chicago shit. Which means I've, like, re-met him five times. I've, like, set him up on a date. I think it was a failed date. Um, I've been meeting to hang out with his current girlfriend. I don't know. But anyway, he just texted me. And I've been really into this season. Um, I put it off for a while. Oh, I infer that you all went to Wesleyan, I guess. Correct. Yes. And they, like, quote, do comedy. If, yeah. if this is considered comedy, I suppose. Well, and Nick, you did some improv at some point, but <laughs> not professionally. Okay. Yeah, or okay. even as a hobby, really. This is this is a. Is this more about Are You the One then? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The shtick is that we take it really seriously. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. It's not just a vehicle for your comedy. No. 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 Oh, no. Wow. No. No. Okay. This is this is all about Are You the One yeah. and nothing else. Oh, okay. I respect <laughs> Um, and Charlie, of course, for the listeners to remind them, is composed yeah. um, our theme music and also composed the theme music for our new segment, um, which we will get into at some point. Yeah. Yeah, and he he once had a job at an improv theater, I think, but not anymore, not anymore, not anymore. Yes. He is very funny. Oh, yeah. He's funnier than all of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's funnier than me and Nick. I won't speak for you, Mike. He's certainly funnier than us. Um, so do you all want to talk a wait, little... Wait, what about Jonah? Oh, yeah. Wait, Jonah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, here, I have one more thing to say. Because then I just want to give it to Jonah. Um, I, I'm Jonah's older cousin. Uh, my only notable thing about Artie the One is that last summer we had an intern where I work who was really into the show. So we 
and she had uh, organized some Are You the One Things parties in the past. No way. We had her a $200 budget, and we like had her do an Are You the One party at our house. We, um, yeah. And that was. And then I didn't pay attention, and then I'm obsessed with this season because it's the queer season. Yeah. Um, and I've been really fucking wanting to watch it with Jonah, my cousin, who's the best, and has been like doing like pop culture criticism since he was five years old. Um, didn't think that it would align with this special podcast, um, opportunity that Charlie passed along, but honestly, like, my top priority today in seeing my family was to watch <laughs> Are You The One With Jonah, so we just watched the most recent episode and, like, a couple YouTube videos about, like, couples that are still together from the whole franchise. Oh, fantastic. I love that. And, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, this was Jonah's first day watching. Yeah, so I'm Jonah, I'm 18, and I live in Washington. Um, Maya is my cousin on my paternal side, and I've never seen Are You the One before. I watched my first episode today. Um, I'm really kind of interested in the dynamics of the show and how they're kind of branching out into this, like, new world of sexual fluidity and, like, how successful it is at kind of taking that angle and... What's performative and what's not? Yeah. Okay. The, those are all really interesting things, and I and I love that we're getting your fresh take, having just seen the episode for the first time. So a couple yeah. questions is one for uh, Maya. I want to ask about that party because I once tried to set up a party like that and it didn't go through. Where it's like you bring people and you actually make their matches. Like I'm not sure if that's what they did, and I want to hear about it. And Jonah, I also want to hear about um, your first impressions, essentially. Yeah, well, um, Devin, if you want to have the planner of the party on, I could connect <laughs> you. Um, she I, would be, I think, a great guest, and she, like, didn't reveal all of her secrets. Um, but she, we did, we did like, no cis dudes, so it was, like, all women. Um, and, yeah, I don't know exactly what the magic was. We took a survey before the party. Um, she had all of our photos up on the wall. Um, she took us through, like, several exercises. She spent all the money that we gave her, and there wasn't, like, that much beer. Um, <laughs> we have a backyard, so there was, like, a backyard, like, I think we did, like, something with an egg and, like, not dropping it. And then the, like, pantry was the truth booth. Fantastic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all I really remember, but... My perfect match um, was, like, I'm not your perfect match and, like, had to leave early. And I was really fucking heartbroken. And then when she was my perfect match, I don't know. I like that feeling of being like, I fucking knew it, Jenny. Feel <laughs> 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 it genuine. Were there any, like, did any romances where it was anything truly kindled from the party? I don't think so. There's, like, this girl that keeps emailing, like, after that party. You know, like, she sends an email once every three months to, like, me and my roommate, who was, like, her perfect match. She's like, we should hang out. And, like, we have not hung out. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty... Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we wanted to do it, but it never happened. Well, and we were also... When we were doing it, we were still in the hetero space. So we were like, how do we get all of these ladies and these guys matched up? Yeah. And the idea of everyone like just mixing together is more straightforward logistically i'll say but yeah. also way more fun yeah i think totally this i feel like this season's a good inspiration for that jump up point of just like anyone can be your perfect match like what does that mean yeah yeah i think it's like what i found to be the most 
interesting or compelling aspect was like it really seemed set on just like challenging the notions of like not just like relationships but the dynamics of queer relationships like the fact that there was like two feminine girls who were masked together and seemed like very content with that it seemed like they were like really not trying to conform to like any heterosexual model of like what a relationship is and I don't know I found that kind of compelling because I think that normally even if it were like uh, a sexually fluid season they kind of would still confine it within heterosexual like um heterosexual relationship stereotypes yeah so you're saying that it's like it's correct me if I'm wrong but you're saying it's like it's nice to not see those structures of like this person is the quote-unquote man in the relationship and this person's like the quote-unquote woman kind of thing yeah it just seemed like free from like any of that and like i don't know that was like interesting and like i think it kind of challenged me and i think it would probably challenge a lot of viewers to kind of like take a step back and just like look at people free from any of those notions of gender yeah do you think people at your high school are watching it i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> do people at, in high school watch mtv i'm not sure oh, fuck. <laughs> um as someone who also goes to a high school every day but for a different purpose to i get kids to watch are you the one <laughs> well I, I could shift my math classes to say hey look we're all going to watch this reality show that's <laughs> Probably wildly inappropriate to show in a high school, but we're going to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Joan, I may, I won't do this yet, but I may at some point this episode ask you about your math classes in high school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about math? Well, if, in that's case like you weren't... That's my favorite topic. <laughs> it's okay. That's, that's... We don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all are diving right into the general... Um, tone of the show of the podcast which is that i try to get us to talk about math and no one wants it, to uh, hear it i will say though as this podcast and in my you called it out well is like as we've moved from like maybe it was about comedy at the beginning to just like this is truly just a and the show made us do it right like this season is so just great yeah and it's, yeah. Like, it's not like it's there are funny moments but it's not like a i will say i went from watching are you the one as a laugh at thing to like are you the one as a a true just something I'm interested in to follow, mm. that I've even liked math more. Like, yeah. I, I can't even shoot you about the math. Yeah. Like, I saw last night, Danny started using proof by contradiction, and I was like, oh, shit, I learned something. Danny was my hero yeah, this I mean, episode. the math on this episode was crazy. It was mind-boggling. mind-boggling. And also, I guess we should talk about stuff, I think, because, I mean, we have to, like, turn around and walk back, or we will be yelled, well, our secret might be found out. We, like, went on a walk, is what we just did. Will you explain so to the list? freaking out. What? Will you just explain to the listeners where you are? Like, you're on a walk. Oh, yeah. We are outside of some condos in Santa Monica, or sorry, in Santa Barbara, uh, on some rocks, uh, and the ocean is, like, crashing just below. <laughs> so that's a real, it's a real uh, Are You The One vibe. It is. Yeah, it's an Are You The One moment. It really is. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. We're, like, halfway to Hawaii. But I am freaking out for Max. Like, it's really heartbreaking. What do you guys think happened? So, yeah, um, for are you all... So, the I don't know if you're familiar, but the the portmanteau, the nickname for their relationship is Jax. Justin and Max is yeah. Jax. So, you said you're concerned for Max. Are you all Jax stands? How do you all feel about that? Um, 
Do we are we freaking out for Justin and Max? Like, do we do we care deeply about Jax, their couple? Um, I don't know. I think like Max kind of went into this show with a weird mentality. Like, you like got very attached to one person, from my understanding, and he like hasn't done any exploration of anyone else. And if they're not a match, then like he kind of wasted like eight episodes. Although, and yeah, he sorry, just go ahead. Seems, like a really like free person. So I don't. I don't think they're a match, and I think that's going to be really crushing. So, yeah, yeah. Max ended up not being a match, and like Max King pushes limits, yeah. and like everyone will be on their I think they're a cute couple, and Justin's adorable, but that, I just don't see like how that relationship would last because Max is kind of like clingy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, what are your guys' thoughts on that relationship, Nick? Well, I, yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm. I am starting to have those similar feelings about Max, who I, who. I like them together. I think they're cute. And the reason I like them now, it, it, my, my opinion has switched. I used to be very pro-Max and kind of thought Justin was, like, not doing the best job of communicating. And this week we saw him get voted as the worst communicator. Yes. But over the past couple episodes, I've really been impressed by him as, like, someone who is dedicated to Max and tells Amber in such, like, a mature way of, like, yeah. you know, like, you have nothing to apologize for. Like, we clearly have some sort of connection, but... I really like Max, and, like, I'm committed to him, and I would hate to hurt him that way. It's like, don't apologize to me. It's not your fault. Right. But also, I'm not going to do this. That was, yeah, I agree. Yeah, when a guy does, like, one fucking drop of, like, legit communication. <laughs> yeah, right. And the only reason, I, you're totally right, but he was, the be- in the beginning of the show, he's such a shithead of just, like, you know, yeah, shithead's totally. the wrong word. Yeah. And it seems like he's committing to Max. But, I mean, no, but you're also getting it very quickly. <laughs> yeah. The Maya, thing is, like, Max has not gotten better. Max is getting worse, and, like, no one... No one wants that. Yeah, Kai also, I guess, got worse. Although, Kai was sort of... It seemed like it was good that he hit that point, because, like, it was... Yeah. It's sort of like they needed to hit that tipping point to then, like, get to that point where everyone... I mean, that was a really interesting scene, right? Where it's, like, the folks in the pool, most of whom like have not had a romantic tie tie with Kai. Yeah. And just telling him like, look man, we're trying to help you out. And like I think a lot of us have been in that situation where someone's like, Don't yell at me, you're not listening to me. And we're like, look, like we're trying to help you. Like I'm saying this for you. Definitely listening to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, and but... definitely listening. Right. Yeah. You've had plenty to I say. Mean, I think I just I guess this is my main uh critique of this season is that I'm like there are just like hours of processing that are happening between these people that we're not getting to see like this is we can't watch this like a regular reality show you have to show us like the six hours of like queers in a hot tub or whatever like processing shit before they have that 10 minute scene together yeah I don't know I going back to kind of the gender thing. Um, it's interesting. Maya was telling me that that guy with the long hair, who's um, Jonathan, Jonathan, yeah. that he was the one who expressed like that he only seeks out masculine men. But other than that, it seems like nobody has like any hangups about gender presentation. They all just seem to be just like so into everything. And that was like interesting. Cause I think that was almost an unrealistic depiction of like queer life and maybe it's like kind of the idyllic symbol of just like everybody Mm. attracted to someone's being as opposed to like 
how they present in regards to masculinity or femininity. So that was like, that seemed, yeah, like at once kind of unrealistic, but also sort of like something new that I hadn't really seen on reactive television. Didn't you think it was like a conspiracy of MTV? Yeah, I do think they just like kind of put their corporate heads together and were like, well, you know, like we need to jump on the next boat. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely there's definitely that piece, and we talked about that with like, there's an idea yeah. that's like, oh, now that you know Drag Race is so popular, like this is what you know brings MTV into the fold, right? And the idea that it's like, oh, being economically viable is what gives you yeah. like equity kind of thing. Um, and I think it's really intriguing the point that you're saying that it's like, oh, they're trying to show them in the best light. I will say, and I wanted to actually say this before when you were talking about Max. Um, Max did go through a little bit of a journey in the first couple of weeks where he was talking about that he wasn't like, he, he was like out in, like wasn't, maybe not fully out as sexually fluid to his family or something like that, or yeah. was out in like where he had recently moved, but hadn't actually had like a, didn't have much re- like um, experience being in a relationship with a man or like sexual, like he, and so that was sort of his journey early on was like admitting yeah. like, Oh, I do want to be with this masculine person. I am into yeah. it. I have to sort of come to terms with that. And that was actually really nice. It was really cool to see that progression. And I think sort of what you're saying is like, have a little bit of visibility of like, ever like these folks have to go through a journey and it's not always just like yes i love everybody for their essence and i'm fine with that and i don't have and i'm not confused about any of it and i'm cool no matter what like and sometimes you know having to negotiate with it's like ooh, i'm sexually fluid but i'm actually like really feeling girls right now or i'm really feeling this right now and is for what why is that and i'm you know that it's it's that it's messy (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's interesting about Max that in terms of male relationships, he has seemed to really cling to Justin, who's like this very like masked presenting guy. And I think that would be like how he would come into his first male relationship with someone that doesn't really like. Why did you even pick up on that Max had not been with a guy? Because they told me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're picking up on the whole show very quickly. <laughs> but, like, that Justin would definitely be, like, his way in. And that, like, that maybe explains his apprehension to, like, explore anyone else. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, it's, there's almost, it almost feels like a first love kind of thing, too. Yeah. You know? Right? Like, yeah. But that's why I just don't think they can be each other's. You know. Well, like, I don't like that that's decided by a theme on national TV. Well, like, Max is, like, switching out. Like, this is too painful. I'm like, let him run away. Let them go. Yeah, like, let them figure it out outside of the realm of this, yeah. this show. Um, I will say that my number one is Amber. And I want Amber to find love. Yeah. I think she just... Yeah. So, do you want to hear some... Oh, sorry, Nikki. I was going to say, say more about why you like Amber so much. And then Ben. Amber, Amber is like really hot. Doesn't really know it. Is like holy shit. She's really sweet and doesn't seem to have any ulterior motives. Like she really just seems to be out here looking for love and looking for connection. Yeah, like, like Jonah said. Like I like believe that these people like are genuinely like here for representation, but like 
I think she's like actually here for like the conquest of the show. Like she's looking for love. Hmm. At, I was like looking for like an outlet to be like seen, if that makes sense. Mm. That's how I feel about Remy. Really? Like she's friends with everyone. Yeah. Like she's legit friends with most people in the house, and she's like, I don't know, she's like goofy. <laughs> I guess she's also she been painted by the edit as like the person yeah. who's in between Justin and Max. That's true. Well, but that's because she could be a perfect match with either of them. She, and it's a similar chance, right? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel that same way about Kylie, where I was just like, this person gets no screen time yeah. and seems to yeah. be like... Oh, yeah, Kylie really has been slept upon, and I only really picked up on that on, like, this one episode. Yeah. Wait, Ben, hit but us I, with I, the potentials. Oh, yeah. Can talk about Remy? Yeah, go ahead. No, you... What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, well... Let's talk about Remy. I mean, I love Remy. Um... And it's interesting because I think he was a person early on that I was like, this person is here to have fun, here to promote their brand, like here to become a personality. And I think he will do all those things and I'm all for it. But I mean, him crying over Paige, that was real. Yeah. That felt real. Um, and I felt bad for him. I mean, I knew he was wrong. And I was like, you're setting yourself up for failure. And Paige is right because he, Remy, because Paige is either with Amber or Jenna. Um. So, I think Paige is with Jenna. I think so too. So know this: that if you think Paige, if you think Paige is with Jenna, that means that it's not Justin and Max. Oh, I think Kai is gonna be with the guy who quoted Samuel Beckett. (laughs) (laughs) Danny. Danny. Who I I kind of despise Danny. His, his energy, like there's something sinister, like, like oh wow, something sinister within him. But no. I think he and Kai like would make a cute couple, and I think I think they're they're each other's ones. That's yeah, Kai is a real fuckboy. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> I felt so bad for Danny this episode. That was such a real thing where Kai was like, "You're what I need," and Danny was like, "Yeah, but like I also want to be oh. what somebody wants." I know that was <laughs> yeah. so tough. Like this season is just like breaking people down. Yeah. Like, fucking bone. I mean, maybe that's part of why watching it is sort of satisfying because you're like, may I too one day be so brave as to like have every bone in my body like show. Yeah, like I don't like cry a lot, but I feel like if I were in that situation, I would be crying so much. Like I feel like you just come on the show and the way they kind of like position you, you're just like everything is like open like all the floodgates are open and you're just like so emotionally would like you go on the show? i don't think i would because <laughs> i know how i feel about like as i was saying like just constantly being put in situations that like tear you down and like release all those suppressed feelings like i feel like that was what i was watching it must be a weird dynamic too to realize like oh for me to i'm going on the show like because i want some sense of exposure and then knowing that to get that exposure you have to like bear your soul or get hurt that's like such a weird they're all poets they're all poets (laughs) (laughs) truly of this season they're all fucking poets maybe not well no yeah they are all in their own way i mean certainly who had who i heard was on naked and afraid which i haven't watched he's been already on a reality show yeah, apparently Jonathan did not make it long on Naked and Afraid. That's all that I heard. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, you talked about how this show was, like, post, like, this season was, like, 
the post-drag race queer exposure in reality TV. Because I feel like with Drag Race, all of those contestants... Oh, my mom is walking toward us. Oh, my mom is walking toward us. Are you not allowed to be doing this? Yeah, is this this like... We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Who should I pretend that you were? Isabella. Oh, she's looking for stones. I mean, uh, what are they called? You guys. Shells. Shells. Shells, thank you. It was great to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on, Maya and Jonah. It was wonderful meeting you both. Okay, hi. I just, I don't know why that was a secret. What wonderful people. What wonderful people. We've never met them, so. You know what's actually I really like about that moment with Jonah is I feel like one of the things that I've been trying to get across to folks our age is like, oh, the teens know what they're doing. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, because I teach high school, like I see these kids. I have a, I have a little sister, so I think you I get a little you bit You have a sister who's in high school as well, and I'm like... Y'all, I don't want to paint them as, like, our saviors or anything like that, but know that it's, like, don't worry about them. Like, let's not do what old, what it feels like older generations are doing to us, which is, like, the millennials are causing all the problems. Yeah, there's, these guys certainly are not. Let's worry about our problems. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, most of, like, the common sense regulation around things like gun safety and all sorts of other very reasonable shit, like... Once they all die, these guys will figure it out. I mean, I hope so. I there's, don't... A, there's a long time to get there, yeah. but, like, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Jonah was, I don't, I shouldn't say his age, but he's a teen, and that was... I think he said his own age. He said his own age? He's yeah. like 18. I know. I thought about that when he was like, if I went on, and it was like all this emotional thing, and I was like, yeah, and they're also drinking, which I wouldn't presume you've necessarily drunk yet, but like, like uh, that, can, that can affect things. When I was 18, I knew nothing about someone presenting masculine versus something, you know, yeah, like, no, oh man, yeah. so much... No, they're far along. They're smarter. Oh, for sure. They're able to compute more information. Oh, yeah. To me. I'm teaching at the front of the classroom pretending like I'm smarter than them, and I am not. And I hope none of my students are <laughs> listening to this, because if they are, I am smarter than you. I know more. He certainly knows more about math. Well, maybe. Some of them. Jesus. Maybe not. <laughs> so, okay, so speaking of math... I'd love to get to some math. Yeah, let's talk about that now that it's just um, you and I in the studio. In the studio. In the studio. In my basement apartment. <laughs> Which looks great. So, I want to give props... To, well, first of all, Danny's my fucking hero this he episode. He really crushed it. Because they figured out those perfect matches that we knew. Got to Jasmine and Noor. Got to Jonathan and Masit. Pretty cool that they had that moment. Like, Because that's the moment that I've been waiting for. That's like, you figure it out without the truth booth and you get to celebrate. I loved... Also, who deserves some credit is Carrie. Yes. She threw a fit and like that's what they needed. They needed a fit. Carrie you could tell... I think it was Kyle was like, you're bumming us out. And it was like... Sometimes you gotta get bummed out yeah. to get shit done. That's right. And that's what Carrie did. She did. She was my hero. Yeah. She and Danny. Both. She and Danny. And they're the logicians. Um, yeah, and like seeing Jonathan to sit that happy was that's like so cute. great, right? Jasmine and Nora, it's like, it honestly shows me like how much you can put something on. <laughs> yeah, man, they turned it around a little too fast a for anyone to fast. believe. Yeah. But, hey, they, so they did a couple of different things that I've been begging them to do. One, like, figure some stuff out, right? Yeah. Spend some time figuring it out. And then two, plan together the matchup ceremony. And they and nailed boy, it. boy, did they ever. Yeah, because, so, are, do you know what they did? They did a proof by, con- by um, what's the word? Contradiction. contradiction. You're proof right. Proof by contradiction. But like Danny uh, and Kai separated to know if, if there was an extra beam. And yeah. if they were not a match, and it means Justin and, match, Justin and Max were a match. So when I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, that's what they're doing. But they actually did one better. No way. Which is that, and I, they didn't. The show didn't necessarily show if they knew this or not, right? And I think they're purposely leaving that, like, blank. Yeah. But their guess this week is the only Justin Max scenario. So they could, if they win. So they could win. Right. And so this is going to be the interesting moment. And I think it's, 
beautiful this is one on like props to the producers because there's also a piece where i think they recognize that people are figuring it out and so they put us in a perfect position where we're halfway through we've got the three that we know in yeah. the beams which are brandon and asia jonathan Basit, jasmine and nor and we're going to go back it's possible they will get all eight they could do that okay. and that's the only scenario of just with justin and max being a perfect match yep or they stop right there. They only get three. They go back. Justin and Max know that they're not a match. Max, I know, Max is heartbroken. Loses his mind. Loses his mind. Poor guy. Yeah. But it also means that potentially our next episode just cuts to a reunion episode. Yeah, it's possible. There's a few things that make it, that make it possible. A few things that make it less possible. One is the VMAs are next week. Right. So they could put it off one more, finish the season, and it's done with. Yeah. Nine episodes... Clear maybe the season isn't doing as well as they'd like it to, and that could be mutually beneficial for all. Not to say they can control it now after the fact. Yeah, right. They also, but the thing that makes me think maybe leads me to believe that they're not a match and the season will go on is that I did see on Twitter Max tweeting about like mark your calendars for some time in October, November, and people were considering whether that was going to be a reunion. Oh, interesting. Doesn't mean it's not possible, and I didn't follow up with it enough, and I'm sure our friends at Reddit. Most namely, basic primary zero. Yeah, and oh, shout light. out by the way for saying that Basit would be Gardevoir yeah. if they were a Pokemon. I don't know if we said that yet in the pod, but that's uh, Chef's kiss. Yeah, as yeah. well as Derek five three two. You guys rule. You're our friends. We love you. Um, so nice to have friends that I've made on the internet. Hundred percent. As well as forums user ten who says wants us to weigh in on the Max and Carrie tr- Twitter drama. Um, There's Max and Carrie Twitter drama. There was a couple weeks ago. We're a little far past it. That's intriguing because they, I think, could be a perfect match. I believe that's true. Yeah, they could. For sure. Um, I would say my only way in on that is, like, it makes sense based on this episode that they'd be fighting as a personality, right? Like, Carrie wants to win the money. Oh, yeah, point. it's really true. She's also not getting the attention that some that Max is from Justin or from someone yeah, else. Right. So, like, I'd be or pissed. from the whole house, to be honest. Everyone's right. like, like, oh, Max, ooh, dude, dude. I'd be pissed, too, if I was like, look, I'm trying to win the money now. <laughs> that was my... So, my quote of the week, I know, um, was... Um, when Danny and Carrie and folks were like doing the logicking, mm-hmm. and Max is furious. Max has angry Max face on with like his jaw out mm-hmm. or whatever, and Justin is consoling him, and he's like saying he's like, "It's all right, man. Like they're just working out possibilities." And Max just says, "I get that. <laughs> I love that too. I love that too." Can I throw a couple other quotes in just because we're, we're here. in it? Yeah, yeah. Um, one was I can't remember who Kai said this to. But it was like someone where they're going to need to have an emotional conversation. And he just goes, are you ready to chit-chat? <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Like, I've never seen someone with their tail between their legs more than, like, oh, he really post-blow-up Kai. Yeah, I feel like he had a couple other um, moments like that. I mean, it just, like, Basit addressing him and with, like, all of the forwardness that Kai is not used to, right? Yeah. Kai's being, like, Kai's used to being able to kind of, like, weasel his way out of things and, like, charm people. And then... I mean, and I can sympathize with him because I feel like if I had Basit's, like, seeing eyes on me being like, no. Oh, I would not be good. No. None of this. Yeah. Right. Stop this now. It's hard to feel in that situation. I think it would be very difficult not to respond the way Kai responds. It's just like, oh, yeah, like, I know you're not attacking me, but it feels like everyone's really coming down. Right. Me. I'd be upset about it. Basit saying, like, you're being defensive this, but he doesn't say it, but Kai sort of just says, I'm not being defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar response. <laughs> right. But, like, so I felt for Kai in that situation. But at the same time, like... He's, he is the one causing all the drama. He's a like, lot of drama. He's, he's caused, and, he's, and other people are taking on, like, his responsibilities. Yeah. Right, and that's not fair. 
Um, another quote I really liked was Bissett talking about Remy saying, and while Remy has a track record for popping off, which I thought was just a hilarious, like, I'm going to speak very logically about the situation. Remy, yes, has a track record of popping off. Yes, we cannot ignore <laughs> yeah. the track record of his off-popping. <laughs> I liked Jonathan's make wise choices, bitch. That was a good one. Um, and then I really liked Bissett talking to Max um, after they had the logic sessions, which is just, Bissett's always rhyming. You still yes. have me... You still have he, which I really liked. Um, and then Danny Samuel Beckett quote I thought was fucking hilarious. Oh, I yeah. was like, this guy. This like, guy. This fucking guy. Well, because he's still performing that, like, geek nerd person. Yeah. Um, I feel so bad for him, though. Like, that sucks to feel unwanted. Yeah, it sucks to feel unwanted, for sure. Right? And it was like, and I mean, I think with the logicking thing, he was like, all right, like, I'm going to step up, like, and just do this thing. I actually. It feels like he sort of doesn't want to have to be that person. No. Is that recognition of like, oh, I have to be this leader. I have to go into this leadership role because no one else will if I don't. It means he like doesn't the, get to play the game, really. He just yeah, gets right. seen as the, as the teacher. Right. And like, right, Max's frustrations are like aimed at him. And it's like not really Danny's fault that like no. he's the one who can organize this and is like is able to like make it happen yeah. you know and which is not to say that other folks weren't participating there but yeah Carrie I think but Carrie I think gets some attack gets attacked for it too like, yeah being absolutely. too aggressive yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure um shots of the week I, I mean go for it I loved Kai waking up alone at the party I think this was from two episodes ago and they're just looking over and Nora is just taking photos of herself yeah. and then she's like meh and she's just like no yeah, get the fuck away <laughs> get yeah. out of here <laughs> I like that too yeah that yeah. party would never end. My God. I was watching that and I was like, please let this party end. Yeah. Go to sleep. All these people need to go to sleep. They really dragged it out. They really dragged it out. Yeah. Oh, my other... One observation that's sort of, quote, sort of shot. Um, has Paige never seen Ikea? Oh, did she not do well in the challenge? She's, she's basically... I think she says at one point, she's like, I've never put anything together. Like, these instructions are all pictures. <laughs> With that guy with like the frowny face or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, everyone, a lot of people. I loved have done IKEA. Maybe not everyone, but like. Did you see the name? Did you see the name of the? Uh, what did it say? I didn't write it. It down. was Love Hurts, spelled like L U V, with I think an umlaut on it. That's pretty funny. Which was good. I also appreciate a little peek behind the curtains. Sky McGilligan, our editor, texting us saying that he would have nailed that, which he would have he's because unreal. He's <laughs> he's a furniture. Well, because he's had to put together like a million calyxes for like sets and stuff, right? True, just like full production offices. Yeah. His first job in New York, we moved in and he was going <laughs> alone to an office and just building an office <laughs> every by time. Himself. Have you been with him when you've gone into like a, so a bar or restaurant and he's just like, oh, there's a calyx. Yeah. There's this, he knows like all the names. He's like, also built furniture for me because he's just like, let me, let me just Just do let it. me do it. Let just me do please. it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to see Sky match up with someone and just be like, here's how we're going to best communicate. You're going to say nothing. I'm going to put this together and we're going to win. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, shots for me. I didn't have that many shots other than my observation. The whole shot of <clears throat> that helicopter ride looked fucking awesome. That uh, waterfall. Yeah. Like all that greenery. Do you My think God. they really saw the dolphins and the breaching humpback whale and all that mm, shit? No. <laughs> okay, because I was like, man, 
this is cool. This would be worth the whole trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I'd uh, get drunk and be emotionally abused in a house for nine weeks if I meant that I got to see a breach and come back well from, from a, a helicopter. helicopter. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not good. That's the stuff you remember. Yeah, that's true. I wish we could ask Jonah if that would be enough for him to do it. Oh, Jonah. Yeah. I already miss Jonah. I miss Jonah, too. And my. I miss and, them both. Yeah, they were great. I hope yeah. they're having a good family vacation. Maybe. I hope they're not in trouble with their mom. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything to say Generally, to no. Terrence J? <laughs> do I have anything to say to Terrence J? I don't Yeah, alright, please. I've got something to say to Terrence J. Get your game faces on, people, but let your heart lead the way. I've got something to say to Terrence J. We're coming in this morning with positive energy. This is do or die. I've, I've, I've got something to say to Terrence J. Your work begins tonight. Who's your perfect match? Um, I want to say that your comeuppance is nigh because one of my f- most frustrating things that he says is, granted, I know it's just fed to him by the producers, whatever, because it seems like everything he says is. Yeah. Um, now remember, the truth booth is the only way to confirm a perfect match. Every time that happens, you know, listens of long time listens of this podcast know I say that's not true. Not true. Math you, is the other way. Yes, you can use logic, right? Which they did this episode. Yeah. And so then when Jasmine and Nor stepped up, he was like, This is a curious thing. And it's like, shut you know. Yeah. Like you don't know. Pretend. Yes. Do you think he knows? Because my my view is that Terrence J puts in and this is what I have to say to Terrence J. Is like, it's clear you're putting in minimal effort on this thing. No, I think he does know. I think the producers were like, hey, Jasmine and North figured out that they were a perfect match. Like, through logic, they're going to come do this. So you got to play the game of like, what? What's so what's this about? Yeah. Like, I thought you hated each other. I like imagining that Terrence J. Is really just gets a week of vacation in uh, Hawaii. Yeah. And shows up for two hours a day. And it's like, just give me the lines. Yeah. Fuck it. Don't care about the names. Yeah, don't care. Whatever. Nor Jasmine. That's weird. Just bought, <laughs> I have it in my notes. I bought yeah. last time. So tell me more about that. Tell I like that, that he, got, he got even a, 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 a he got some personality in the challenge where he was like stepping on top of the love hurts. That's true. That was the best. That was I the best that. challenge they had done all. That is true. That was a fun one. It was really funny. Relatable. Very relatable. I was watching with um, my girlfriend. And we were like, we watched that and we're like, oh, which one would we do? How do you think we would do at this? Which is like, I feel like the first time I've had that moment where it's like, oh, how would we be in that scenario? Totally. Versus like, you know, oh, we have to pick up our emotional baggage. And run with it and drop it at different places. Or we have to take our, we have to put it, we have to pick up the trash. What we even was that one about? And there was like a stuffed <laughs> hot dog. None of them made any sense. So weird. <laughs> I'm joking. This one made sense at least. Yeah. I also like, did you notice that at one point um, Jasmine was doing a gradient puzzle? Are you familiar with those uh, those jigsaw puzzles? There's these jigsaw puzzles. You often see them in like museum stores that are impossible to do. I've attempted one. um, A friend of mine finished it though where it's just two colors and it's a gradient from one to another. It looks like they had just started it. And I was like, yes, they need more of that. They need more of being like, I'm just going to sit here and do this puzzle. <laughs> That's my last observation about this episode. I thought this was the first one that really showed me that they're bored. Oh, yeah. Like the Miss... Like Basit and Amber doing the fortune telling. Oh, yeah. I was like, looks fun, but also like... 
everyone's just like sitting and watching. Like you guys are look like you <laughs> guys like, look oh. like you're at the sleepover of like this is the boring. Sleepover. Yeah, it's like all right. So uh, this is what we're doing tonight. These okay. guys are doing a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I'll go up there. All right, whatever. We know we have to do it for the shot. Yeah, they just they look a little bored, and yeah. I kind of felt that this episode. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. I was, I mean, I said that during the party. I was like. Looking at my watch. Yeah. Like, Jesus. But, and, like, these folks, like, they're still partying because they have to be. Like, so many of them would have gone to bed at this point. I have to believe. It's like, I got into a fight. I'm drunk. I just need to go to bed. Yeah. Right? We've all had that moment. We know. It's like, gotta go to bed. It seems like they're drinking less than other seasons. You think so? I do think so. Maybe that's, like, a come at, but, like, everyone yeah. seems much clearer during the day. Right. That is a good With point. With the exception of maybe Kai. But or Nor. Or Nor. Um, Either way. All right, so I want to just make sure that we're all on the same page. Because this is what's really exciting, is going to this episode, it is like an either-or. Yeah. Depending on how this... Like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's really hard to know. I think it's more likely that they will not get this, because it's the only one of one. I believe that, too. That's my prediction. We didn't get much chipping away. We did get from... So, from the week seven... Let me just break this down to you for... Yeah, please. So, from the week seven matchup ceremony, um, we got three beams. We know two of them was Brandon, Aisha, Basit, and Jonathan. And then we knew four of them, um, or we knew three of them couldn't happen. Amber, Danny, Jasmine, Kai, Kylie, Noor. That's because of um, other perfect matches that we know. So then we had an interesting thing where we had three other couples that all could somewhat potentially be that beam. It was Justin and Max. It was Jenna and Paige and Carrie and Remy. Now, however, if Carrie and Remy were a match, Jenna and Paige would have to be also but not the other way around. So we know that Carrie and Remy aren't a perfect. So got it. It chips away very slightly. It still just comes down to then the just the either or with Justin Max and Jenna and, and Paige Danny are still Kai. A pretty high percentage, right? Well, so remember that Jenna and Paige go with Danny and Kai, right? Whereas Paige and um, Amber Amber are with Justin and Max, right? Right. So Paige's match is determined by that binary as got well. It. Um, but then there's all these different scenarios in the Danny Kai situation, one of which was Karen Remy is no longer, right? But Remy, that, that's one that's like, oh, Remy could be with Kylie, Remy could be with Max, Remy could be with Kai, you know? So there's like a couple of those situations there. Wait, not with Kai, because Danny and Kai are the match in that sense, in that. Oh, yes. Thank but you. With Sorry. Kylie. Re- Remy's with Kai in the situation of Jax. Jax stands, you want Remy Kai. And that's part of what they just um, matched up. They right. just matched up. Like, they're weak. They, they, they have a shot at a win. They've got a shot at a win. It's, it's exciting. I'm kind of thrilled. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we've had Ooh, a pretty solid episode, good episode here. Shout out to Maya and Jonah. Shout out to Maya and Jonah. Really appreciate you. Wish you could have had to on you, longer. Ben. Oh, shout out to you, Nick. Thank you. You did great. Thank You're you. always doing great. Um, sorry we at the beach, but also sorry I'm not sorry. Nick, My best friend got married. Yeah, I went on... I took a much-needed vacation. Yeah, a much-needed vacation. Although, don't... Doesn't your office know? Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, I'm going back to work soon, and I am not excited about That's gonna it. really suck. Listeners, pray for me. <laughs> There's a few things worse than going back to oh, work. Oh, it is tough. Yeah. Work yeah. is terrible. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> that made me laugh. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. See you on the boards. Bye!